Hi everybody, I'm your host, Guillaume Cochois, and you're listening to Tapis Rouge. I hope that you guys are good, wherever you are and whatever you might be doing right now. Maybe driving, running on a treadmill, putting on your makeup before show, cooking, I don't know. I just hope that you guys are having a great day. Today's shout-out goes to David Erezuelo, the beautiful stage manager of Luzia, who was the first one to guess our guest today, Michael Bruyère-Labbé. Michael and I are old friends. We performed on stage together, we have a bunch of matching tattoos, but maybe most relevant to you guys, he has been an extremely talented acrobat for over a decade now. He recently started a new position as captain of the Hummingbird Act on Luzia. Now that's a tricky job to do, performing as an artist and managing a team in the same time. So I thought I'd ask him about it. And we got to record when Luzia was just finishing their run at the prestigious Royal Albert Hall in London. What a treat. So here he is, Michael. Michael, brother, welcome to Tapis Rouge. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you. You're in London right now, finishing a leg with Luzia? Yeah, exactly. We've been on the show here for a good two months and we have a week left to go. And yeah, it's been crazy. It's been hectic. The hall has been full every day and we're having so much fun. Yeah. And what act are you doing in the show? So in Lucia, I have two acts that I perform. I am with the hoop divers and then I do the Chinese pose in the second act. Okay. Nice. And so how was it to get back in the show, the training part and the restaging the show and just going back to perform? Well, I think, well, going back to perform was the, the biggest highlight because training has been okay. And I was uh, based in Montreal during the pandemic. So I had a lot of time to train because there were some studios that were open and I could actually do some circus there. I couldn't perform, but I could still like stay in shape. But now we've been in the UK for a good four months because we had two months in the city just to revamp the show. Because a lot of people were new. Mostly, most of the artists were the same, but all the technicians were new. So it was a big challenge for them to like reintegrate the show, relearn the show, and it wasn't in the same conditions as a big top or in a venue because it was mm -hmm. in a in a studio kind of. Yeah, it's like a big theater. And were you in the show before? Yes, I actually started with Luzia in 2017. Okay. Via a good friend of us. So yes. Guillaume and I are very good friends from uh, from back in the days at school. And yes, we have a we mutual are. friend that I replaced. And that's how I got into Luzia. And then I stayed with them. I left, I stayed, I left, I stayed. And now uh, I decided to stay with them and I signed a, a year contract. And mm -hmm. I'm super happy to be back. Nice. Yeah, it's awesome. So because you were on the show before, the did the company put you more in charge to help with the revamp and recreating the act and new artists and everything? Actually, it was funny when I got the call because I was uh, home thinking about Luzia the same day. I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to reopen it or what's happening with the pandemic. And then a minute later, ring, I get a, a call and they were asking me to join back on tour and they gave me the artist coach position for the act for the hoop oh, that's amazing congratulations yeah thanks i was super excited with that because uh 
I'm kind of a hyperactive. I think you know it from living with <laughs> yes. me in school and being on tour with me and shit like that. And I love being busy and I love having ideas and I'm a creative and I'm, I don't know, I like having something in my head to focus mm -hmm. on every day. And I feel like being the artist coach helps me a lot to focus that energy into something mm -hmm. that's actually helping everyone and not yeah. just me. And do you, so as an artist coach, do you actually get to change the act, uh, change tricks, change choreography and stuff? Yeah. Uh, the good thing with the fact that we had to revamp is that we actually got two months of just pure training. Mm -hmm. And that's something we don't get when you are on tour because of the show schedule and the, the, the time you have on stage. Yeah, it's too heavy for sure. So we had the chance to have like at least a good two hours a day to just practice on the treadmills. So for the people listening to us in Lusia, we have a hoop diving act that's on a, it's on a giant treadmill mm -hmm. and it spins in different ways and it goes different speeds and it turns on itself. And that's a big challenge of the act. Yes. Because we have to do like acrobatics on it and we're eight of us. So we're sharing a, a small space to, to tumble over each other. Mm -hmm. And what was really fun is that we actually had the time to not just Uh, reproduce tricks because we're all second like second generation of the show everyone are new mm, yeah and they weren't there from creation so no one actually had time to create their own tricks or their own tracks and like to put themselves on on stage and now we had the chance to do that and it was super friendly everyone was so excited we're trying new tricks every day and we got like a super good chemistry between the artists and it's so fun Every day is a blast. Yeah, man, it sounds like so much fun. And it was Lucia your first Cirque du Soleil show? Or how did you actually start working for Cirque? Um, I think my first Cirque du Soleil show was Curious, that I performed my Chinese pole act that I finished school with. Mm -hmm. And that would have been in 2015 or 2016. Okay. And then I did uh, mostly events. I'm the kind of artist that people call normally to replace people because yeah. I'm a kind of a, like a generalist and my skills is, are like, I, I'm the kind of guy who jumps in and just fix the show. You can do many things. So when they have an, an issue, yeah. they call you it. They know you can do the job. And yeah. And that's exactly the first time with Curiosity was because of that. There was one act that was out. So they called us quickly to replace with our act. Mm -hmm. And then I got my foot into the company this way. Nice. Was it fun to perform on Curious? It was super fun. It was our first big top show because I toured with other companies that were more in a theater venues and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the big top feeling is so incredible. And yeah, it really feels like a sure. giant home and it's so welcoming and heartwarming and everyone was really nice. And we had such a blast. It was with my, my pole partner. That's actually my ex. So that's a mm -hmm. great story we can talk about later. <laughs> yes. <It's> really nice. <laughs> But yeah, it was a, I had a blast doing it and I feel like Lucia is the same because it's a big top two. And now I really, it feels more like a family. We have a really crazy group and I wouldn't change it for anything. And uh, is uh, your ex on the act and your partner on the act too? Uh, no. So my, so big story short, uh, I graduated circus school with a girl named Maud that was my girlfriend in back in the days. Mm -hmm. And we toured together and we did shows together. And then we broke up and we both went our own ways to perform and refine ourselves. And now sometimes we still do our act together in different gigs. Mm -hmm. And right now she's doing her own stuff and I'm full-time on Nudia. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, how was it to work together after you guys broke up? So the thing we have to know is we broke up on tour in Germany. So that was pretty mm -hmm. tough because we were seeing each other every day and we had to perform our act together, even though we were like going through so much. But it was always in, in respect. You know how Circus Life is. We, we yeah. trust and respect everyone. Like the bonds we create are so intense with everyone. And I feel like that's what was happening to us. We're mostly like friends at that time. So mm -hmm. that's kind of like the way our life grew. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't happen always like that. I've heard, I heard stories on, on Dralion, for example, that it, there was some, some beef between artists on stage and they almost got into a fight on stage oh, wow. during a show. Like they were like antagonizing each other. And then when they arrived backstage, they were throwing chairs at each other. Like they had to call security to stop the, the fight backstage. So I think you guys were, <laughs> were pretty good to keep it. Wow and be able to maintain the shows and yeah i think but i mean you know artists the artists are super um, emotional so sometimes it's just yeah that's true we have a hard time dealing with this we, we express ourselves with movements so we imagine like expressing yourself <laughs> with words on tours so hard but no actually I, i said it went super well but i remember one show she she had a little a uh, little knife and this this pass that we do on the pole and she just tapped me in the back <laughs> anyway, I was so surprised and shocked but I was like okay maybe she's hurt she has to hurt me she stabbed you in the back on stage I have a yeah I still have like a we can't see because we're uh, it's a podcast but I would show you my my scar <laughs> oh, so it was pretty it's like it's like two inch, civil but not so much <laughs> civil but a little knife in the back It was a small knife, like a table knife. Oh, so so it wasn't it's, not so, it's not so bad there. It's, if it's a small knife, it's okay. But there. she, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I knew where it came from, so I couldn't be mean at her. And before starting working with her, how did you start? Um, actually, so I grew up doing uh, martial arts. And mm -hmm. then my parents at some point were like asking me what I wanted to do. And then... My sports teacher at school uh, knew there was a circus school in Montreal and he told my parents that I should check it out. So I did. We went to see a show and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like sports with people, you can train with people, they're having a good time. And I've always loved being the center of attention. So like, oh, if I can be on the stage and having people watch me do what I love, <laughs> why not? And it yeah. all went together. And then we, we went to the school and I did auditions. I got in. And naturally, I could already flip. I can, I'm mm -hmm. a, I throw myself every, everywhere and I'm a very, how do you say that? Like a daredevil kind of? Yeah. I push myself mm -hmm. so much and I've been injured all my life because I'm <laughs> always pushing my limits. But now I've, I think I finally found them. I'm not as crazy as I used to be. No, it's okay. You know, because yeah. I rem when, when was it that you did a backflip in the park And then you fell on your head and then it was the end of the summer. And you, because you fell on your head, you forgot completely <laughs> your summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a really bad story. Actually, you were in the park and it's called Tam Tam. Uh, mm -hmm. It's at Mont Royal in Montreal, you know, on the hill. Yeah. So I fell on my head. I got up. Like I was so lost. I, I forgot my name. I forgot the day. <laughs> and then my, my friends picked me up and they're like, are you okay? Like, I don't think so. And everyone around 
they just thought it was a kid who was super high because mm -hmm. I look really high and everyone was laughing at me like, oh my God, he's so high. I'm like, no, I found <laughs> my head. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and then, yeah, I went to the hospital and it turns out I had a big concussion with like blood in the brain. Okay, and so serious. It turns yeah. out I, yeah, I was pretty big and I lost two months of memories. <laughs> <laughs> so you for you like lost your two months of summer so you must have been pretty bummed out too <laughs> yeah that sucked no holidays for you <laughs> i just finished school and then the the day i got the concussion i started school again <laughs> so i got damaged and it was the day i was starting circus school oh. like uh, to a higher level so and do you think you brought your craziness into your act or performing on stage in general Yeah, for sure. I think you can ask anyone in Lucia and they'll say that the hummingbirds are the craziest and we have the biggest energy and the craziest vibe. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's because of the way we just all are. We're acrobats who love each other, who always push each other's limits. And it's so fun to see. Like You should see one of our trainings. If someone tries a trick, we all try it. Uh, and then yeah. we're like, we get super pumped for each other and we try it have so many big ideas and we're so energetic and we're so passionate. And I think you can like, all of us have the same energy and it's so amazing just to be there. You can That's have a bad so day, cool. you, you jump on the treadmill and you see seven other birds do, being crazy and then your day is gonna go well for sure. Yeah, and, and you said the act is called the hummingbird. Can you explain a little bit what the act is, uh, is about? Uh, so basically, Luzia, so Luzia is uh, a waking dream of Mexico. So it's all about Mexican culture. Mm -hmm. And us, our costumes, we represent hummingbirds. And in that culture, uh, hummingbirds represent uh, fallen warriors. Okay. So it's all about the respect and fighting and being uh, uh, full of honor and respectable and fierce. So that's what we represent. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we're birds and birds love to fly around everywhere. So okay. you can feel that energy in us because we move so quick. We, we don't stay at the same spot. And we really try to act as a group, even if we do like solo tricks. Mm, yeah. It's like we're part of a team and you can feel that on stage. Nice. That's awesome. And that's how pretty damn cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> how, so you're, you say you're the captain of the act but you perform in the act as well and how do you yeah. manage that thing of like you have to be the boss but you're part of the team as well uh that's a great question so first of all when i joined i wasn't the captain so i was already part of the team and just i had someone else one of my good friends being the captain so i had this feeling and it was already so like all about friendship and respect. And he was wondering if we we're doing good and if we're happy with our track, with our tricks. It's mostly like support. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. me, the way I see it now is just, I want to make sure everyone is happy with the tricks they do, that they don't get bored, that there's good chemistry between us, that, and we have uh, head coaches mm -hmm. and they just want to make sure that everyone is, is doing fine, they're happy, they, they're not injured. Now we're training a lot of backup tricks so that when someone is tired a bit, we know everyone can back each other up. Mm -hmm. So I see it like that. And for sure, I think I put myself uh, behind the other ones. So I don't have that rage of like, I want to perform that trick now or like I need to push myself to be better. 
I feel more like I have the position of a laid back guy who just wants to make sure all the other ones are doing good, doing their job, making sure the act looks good, that the timings are good, we're with the music. Mm. Do you kind of put your ego in the back? Like you want to make sure that the other artists in the team are shining, that they are happy and that they yeah. are what they want to be. And, that, and that's what makes you fulfilled in your position. I think that's exactly like you just said. I think I put my, I have a massive ego. I'm someone with a big <laughs> ego and I love when people see me perform good tricks and when I like getting the attention of people saying like, oh my God, he's good. Like, I love mm -hmm. that. And right now I feel like this is getting away a bit because I, my focus is just on making sure everyone is happy. Mm -hmm. and everyone is doing a great job. And yeah, for sure. It's, it's, I'm learning about myself a lot. I'm learning about what I yeah, like and how sure. I can help others. And it's been like challenging, but in the, in a very nice growing way. Mm -hmm. of like yeah. getting to know myself and my limits and changing also I've been changing so much yeah did you ever have um like a tricky moment like relationship was work-wise with some of the artists or like moments when you were like oh like I need to I need to put my uh, my captain hat right now and it's kind of tough like it did, yeah for sure there's some parts that are hard like when i see one of the artists uh, struggling learning a trick or having a hard time and then i see it in the everyday life that they're not happy that they're stressed and i don't know if i should put my friend hat or my captain hat so i have to choose mm -hmm. between friendship or professionalism so that's been challenging but then i've learned that i cannot put everything on my shoulders and i have coaches and artistic directors that are here to help me too So if I'm struggling with someone, maybe I'll just ask help from an outside eye because I don't mm -hmm. want to fuck my, my friendship with everyone else. It's yeah, so important sure. to be, you know how it is on tour. You feel alone all the mm -hmm. time when you don't have your friends. And Yeah, and it's, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, on, and on tour, you're together all the time. Yeah, the line it. between like work and life, it's kind of blurry because you work all the time. And like... Yeah, yeah I do feel like I need more... Uh, self-space these days like with that role I need more time for myself to just disconnect from people and you know me I'm a very very social person yeah. who loves having yeah. fun who's always the one partying and being really crazy and I feel like these days I'm I'm more settled down I need my space I love doing things by myself just to disconnect and yeah and with all of that how do you approach your performance side like because you still have to perform on the show. And yeah. even if you're push the other people in your team, how does that affect you, the way you perceive performance? Do you, how much do you perform for yourself, for the, the feeling that it gives you the adrenaline or the, the response for the audience? I feel, I still have the same fire for sure. Like I, I just love being on a stage and I love like, giving people what they want and seeing the reaction of the audience. Like it makes me, it gives me goosebumps every night, mm -hmm. but for sure now when I perform, like my eyes are a bit more on the other ones, making sure they're doing good, making sure they don't fuck up. And, and what happened when they do nothing. I'm, I know what it is. <laughs> like, I know what hoop diving is. You can be, you can have a perfect week and hit one hoop and then you feel so you feel like shit, but Like I put pressure on myself because I want them to be happy. 
But then if they hit, I feel that they're having a hard time. And I'm like, hey, I really actually don't care. And you're doing a great job anyway. Mm -hmm. And I to support them. And I'll be the one cheering like on stage if I feel the audience is not responding. Well, I'll, I'll be the one getting crazy with the other ones. Like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. And like wake everyone up. So <laughs> but that's been good. And I still feel like one crazy thing that I've learned is about my self-confidence. And I feel like now that I don't think about my tricks, because I'm, I'm so thinking about the other ones, I don't think about myself. And I can finally say like, wow, I'm good at what I do. I never could have said that before because I was huh. always doubting myself. I always thought I wasn't good. It's like normal stuff that we go through when you, you're performing mm -hmm. and you're yeah. learning and shit like that. And now finally, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm worth my position. I'm worth what I do. And I feel very confident in my capacities. Mm, it's interesting. And like, I don't think about my tricks and my tricks have been so, so solid these days. Uh, that's, that's a good feeling, this. Yeah. I, have, I put no effort in them and I know I can do most of the tricks and it feels good. I'm like, fuck. Like I was in the shower the, like this morning. I was like, ah, I'm good. Like I'm talented. Like I have talent. I'm good. I'm, I'm happy. Super proud of myself. Oh man, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. it makes me so happy to hear you say that. It's awesome. And do you think it's really because you shifted your mind and your focus from yourself to other people? Oh, for sure. That helps a lot. And the fact also that I feel like they trust me, like the whole team, Mm -hmm. trusts me and whenever I say something they're really like they're on board and that makes me trust myself more because I have so much yeah. feedback and I'm like okay why should I doubt about myself or the things that I do mm -hmm. I shouldn't and there's like people showing me that I'm doing the right thing so I'll just keep up doing that and also I guess as a, as a leader when you don't have to prove yourself like as you said the team is always on board like I imagine if you'd be the captain of an, of an act and every time you would say Make a, want to make a change in the act if all your artists would be like why no I don't agree with you we should do things another way and that, that would make the whole process much harder for sure oh my god oh for sure but then if the reaction was like that I think you have the answer in your head that you shouldn't be a leader you should yeah. be in that position if no one's on board ever uh, oh that would suck <laughs> and how many artists oh, I would drink a lot more <laughs> uh, we're eight we're seven, seven other ones. And in Chinese pole, we're six. Are you the captain for Chinese pole too? Yeah. Ah, for both okay. acts. And, uh, is, is it the same people in both acts? Yeah. Same nice. people. There's just two, two of us, two of the team that don't do Chinese pole yet, but they're learning and we want to have like a full rotation of the act. So it's super cool. Someone is... Everyone is super motivated to learn and tr to train and we have so much fun. Oh, that's awesome. Do, and yeah, yeah. like what you're saying that everyone is so motivated to learn and to keep learning new tracks and everything. I think it's so, yeah, it's super cool because I know it's not easy when you're doing all the shows. And I know now mm -hmm. in London, you guys are doing 10, 11, 12 shows sometimes, like with such heavy work schedule to still be motivated to learn new tracks, do new things. And I think it's so awesome. Yeah. It's, and now it's just since we start again, because normally we only have like an hour of training on stage a week because we don't have access to a treadmill otherwise. 
And now we've had like an agreement with the technicians and our, our coaches that we can use the treadmill in between the shows because they're already oh, set nice. on stage. And even with all the shows we did, like we would do three shows a day and the guys, I still want to train in between shows and like, wow, that's so cool. And they're super motivated and it motivates me because I'm so tired. And then I'm like, oh, just take a chill. And then I find myself pushing myself even harder. And then I'm like, wow, this is what we need. Yeah. I feel with, cool. with this kind of stuff, do you, you tell me if you, what you think, but I feel it's, it's kind of um, like a snowball effect. Like when you have people who want, who are motivated and who are doing, it gets you in that vibe of like, yeah, I'm tired, but I'm going to come and I'm going to do a little bit. And like you start pushing a little bit more and it gets you into a, that positive yeah. vibe of pushing. But for sure, if all the artists around you, they are like tired and all taking, taking naps between shows and stuff like that complaining all the time that it makes it so so much harder to push yeah i i think you're absolutely right it is a snowball effect and uh, yeah everyone is just on board and it's crazy it's so fun to see and we have like young ones like the party ones that we used mm -hmm. to be you remember those yes. days <laughs> yes. and now i see them now like oh man i wish i had their energy and then it turns out i still have it and they like <laughs> they awesome. still challenge me with their energy i'm like oh i'm I'm getting old. I'm like, oh, my body hurts. I need to relax. Like, oh, no, never mind. I can play with them. Maybe in the morning it's less fun, but still. <laughs> so Maybe in the morning a little bit more cracked. <laughs> uh, can't walk to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. A little side story now. Back in 2014, I hurt my back training backstage before a show. The pain was so intense, I couldn't put my socks on, sit for more than two minutes, and obviously it took me out of the show for quite some time. I followed a strict core rehabilitation program, and after six weeks, I got back on stage. But I kept having recurring pain. So I started to educate myself about core anatomy, rehab training, and pain science. I wanted to understand why am I doing all these exercises if the pain keeps coming back? The more I was learning, the more I understood I had to change. I started switching exercises, tweak some techniques and executions, and also completely changed my perception of pain. After a couple of weeks, on top of reducing considerably my pain level, I was feeling so much stronger, which increased my confidence to move and better perform on stage. My life overall was so much better. Finally, I was pain-free and not scared to hurt my back again. I had a lot of artists and athlete friends who saw that happening and asked me, hey, what did you do for your back? And I thought, I could put it all out in a clear and clean way, instead of always pulling random videos on YouTube and giving quick guidance. So I reached out to all the best doctors, physiotherapists, and performance medicine specialists whom I met touring and ask them to help me develop Protocol Cut to the Core. Protocol Cut to the Core is the first rehab and strengthening protocol for back or hip pain that also includes a comprehensive course in core anatomy, biomechanics, and pain science. It is approved by doctors, physios, and performance medicine specialists from five different countries. If you are suffering from acute or persistent back or hip pain, You can find Protocol Cut to the Core on our website at cuttothecorefitness.com. When movement is an issue, 
movement is the solution. And now, let's get back to the show. Was working as an artist in Cirque a dream when you were younger? I guess so. I I don't want to talk for everyone, but I feel like it's been a dream for most most of the acrobats that I know. Because mm-hmm. it's such a big company and such a big image. Everyone like was like, oh, Cirque du Soleil. Mm-hmm. And so for sure, yeah, the first time I went on stage with my pole act, I was like, oh my God, oh my mm-hmm. God, oh my God. Way more stress than any other gigs that I had. Yeah, for sure. And now I, I can still feel it. It's less than for me to perform. It's mostly for the effect that I have on people. When I see mm-hmm. kids in the audience and they didn't want to stay after to have autographs or something, I feel like, ah, oh, it's the new generation. We're giving them what they gave us. And that exchange is so rewarding. It's so nice. Yeah. It, tells, it reminds me every day that I'm doing what I love and not just for myself. It's like not uh, egoist. Like, yeah, it's uh, not selfish for sure. It's not selfish. I, I'm changing people's lives. People need that. They've been waiting like us during the pandemic and they're still showing up at, at shows. And it's so exciting to see that. Full yeah. families, everyone's there cheering and they, they need that. And it shows how much uh, live entertainment is important and is still like affecting so many people. Man, for so sure. Nice. It's, and it, we, I think that's the thing that will always get you going as an artist when you're tired, when you're in, you know, if you have little eggs here and there, like remembering that the people in the house, they're going to see the show for the first time. And as you say, you, you never yeah. know what's going on in their lives and that you really have, this is an opportunity for you to really make them spend an amazing moment and have an impact on their lives. And then you should, I mean, who would, who yeah. would refuse such an opportunity, you know? Oh, for sure, man. I remember when, um, when we were in Santa Monica, the, we stood them there was um, right before the show started, the production manager came to see Sarah, my Trappist partner and I, and he asked us if after the show, we could meet with two, a couple from the audience. And he was in between two shows. So, you know, you don't have a lot of time. You have to eat and everything. But we said, okay, yeah, no problem. But then he told us that um, the husband had a terminal cancer and yeah. that he he didn't want to get treatment. So he basically he said like he has maximum two weeks left Oof. to live for, it was one of their dream to see a Cirque shows. And like they, it was part of a day that they were kind of like doing everything you wanted to do before. Can you imagine the end? And, and he told us that. And I remember with Sarah, we got so like, yeah, it made such a, sh- a shock, you know, like we, and so we said, yeah, yeah, for sure. We're going to meet with them. And I remember before the, doing the act, you know, we always have a moment together with my partner when we like hug each other, we look at each other. Okay, let's go. But that time he was so intense. Like I remember oh, yeah. we were looking at each other and we were like, oh, okay, like today we really, we really have to, you know, bring the ruckus on stage again. Like, and we, did the best like the best we could and after the show i remember when we met them they seemed really normal like you couldn't tell that they that the the man was sick and and they were just so happy and yeah they were just so happy and so like oh thank you for taking the time to meeting us and he was so 
And I remember like we, you know, we kept high energy and smiling. We took pictures with them and everything. And then when they left, we, it was so hard after like the second oh, show was yeah. so diff, so difficult, but it did remind us that, yeah, you never know what's going on in people, people's life in the audience. So you, you have to go and be full on every night. Oh, for sure. And it, for sure, sometimes it's hard and you don't want to do it. And you're like, ah, I want a, a day off or every, anything. And then you, you live those emotions like you just told me. Like, you know, there's someone who's dying watching us and it's his dream to see it. And then you have, you just have to have fire inside of you and you're going to give mm -hmm. everything for that person and the thousand other person looking at the show. And that feeling is just so like... I can take over anything. You feel invincible. You're like, I'm going to give that person exactly what they need and what they want. And that yes. feeling is something that I, I thrive for every day. And uh, sure. you said today, today's your day off. What do yeah. um, you already said that you, these days you kind of like to take it easy, stay on your own, but what do you like to do on your day off usually when you're touring? Yeah, it depends. So now we have a double dark. So a double dark for those who don't know is when you have two days off. Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy, man. Today was my, <laughs> I woke up, I did hungover. It was so yeah. cool uh, last night. Because you know how it is on tour, you have like small groups of artists sometimes mm -hmm. with the teams yeah. that you perform with and then you have the techs or whatever. And with Luzia, I feel like everyone is mixing really well. Okay. It's super nice. And we ended up going to that uh, jazz bar with live music. Oh, nice. There was like maybe 25 of us and... Oh, we're having drinks thing and then there's a live band and they're asking for a drummer and our drummer was there and was like I'll play oh really Dude, oh man it was so cool <laughs> it was the first time that I really see him play because he's always in his boots oh yeah it's true and uh, so he went on stage they told him like the songs like, yeah cool no problem put his hat backwards he's like, yeah let's go yay and he oh, jammed that's awesome. and everyone was so happy and I'm like oh my god we're, we're seeing a show like that's what he does yeah, and then sure. he yeah. was like this is what i do i make people happy with my music and i keep forgetting it and so we yeah, were so it's true. Uh, such a good hype it's true for for drummer also the drummer on totem he was in a booth and like he was following cues on headset in the dark and like and I, I i remember also the first time i saw musicians from the band playing outside the show on stage and watching them I also had that feeling of like yeah. oh he's amazing but I think because you hear them playing the same song every day yeah you feel it's like, like a repeat it's easy yeah. to forget but it's our crazy artists too and you don't really <laughs> see them because they they see us on the on the screen you know on the show they, they follow yeah. our movement so they know what we do but I don't see them I just hear chords and I don't see yes, him like jamming sure. bam, 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 bam. oh it was so cool and that's so I actually I love that I mean I shouldn't say I love that, but it's so cool when something unexpected happened on stage, yeah. you know, and they need to vamp with the music oh. and then they start to like freestyling and improvising. And There was this problem cool. with the with the drummer. Uh, so the last act of the show is a swing to swing. It's like two giant swings and they flip from one swing to the other. Okay. And normally there's a moment where they take one swing out. So at, during that time, the drummer has a maracas solo. Okay. Like, so the, the stage turns and then you see him, everyone is frozen on stage and he has a spotlight and he maracas solo. Yes. And then we're all backstage and we're looking at the stage and we're like, fuck, the, the swing is not getting out. They, they can't strike it. <laughs> and then decks are like, oh my God, oh my God, they can't strike it. And then he did like a five minute solo of maracas. <laughs> five minutes. No one is moving. On everyone is on stage froze like, what's happening? And he's there. 
and he has his head his head headphones in and his band leader's like okay Yilmer take it easy pace yourself I think it's going to be long just hold it in he's like oh shit and then he told me after I didn't warm up that day because he was hungover or something he was tired he's like I didn't warm up my wrists at all man my arms are hurting so bad but he was like man I gave a five minute Mahaka solo at the Royal Albert Hall I never thought I would do that in my life yes for sure out of all instruments Mahakas <laughs> Maracas, yeah, <laughs> okay. Like I was the star. Like, yeah, you were the star. You saved the show, man. It was so cool. Uh, I love that. Come back to your question. Um, I, I'm like that. I'm someone who, when you ask me a question, I start talking, and then I yeah, no problem. I can it's go okay. on for days. Uh, but yeah, normally what I do when my days off, if I have two days off, I'll try to have my first day to really be by myself and disconnect. Like today, some people were doing some activities and I, I was like, no, nah, I need my, my time. So I binge watched the whole series of Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. Okay. Like a new Star Wars thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, this is yes. new. I'll check it out. And I just ended up being on my couch. I think I moved twice. <laughs> <laughs> and now my knee is stuck. Yeah. I need to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> to just go to the uh, bathroom, warm up your knees. But I went when I went to go get my headphones. Mm-hmm. I was limping a bit because yeah. my knee hasn't been moving from all day. And like, ah, fuck. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm scared to get up again. But don't tell, don't tell my physio. Okay. <laughs> I think you might know them. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, I, mean, man, I, I remember, you know, I remember that too. When we were in New York City, we were doing, we were doing only 10 shows, but we had the three shows Saturday. And we did this for like four months in a row. And oh my God. because I I was doing trapeze, so it was not my knees, but it was my shoulders that were hurting. Dude. And I was so tired that by the end. And I remember by the end of the city, on my day off, I was only playing Lego. I was, you know, in New York City, you have the big <laughs> Lego store and I was going to buy Lego at the Lego store. And I was sitting and at the coffee table that was just high enough. I could just put my wrist and I was building Lego. So I didn't have to lift my arm was just building Legos <laughs> and watching TV and icing all day. And I just, <laughs> I remember that feeling for sure. Oh my God. Let's call it the price of fame. Yes. The price of glory. And, and by the way, how do you, how do you manage? How do you take care of your body? How do you uh, manage that? Um, alcohol and drugs. <laughs> keeps me up. <laughs> Mostly. No, no, I, I'm really, I'm more, I'm better now. I stretch a lot. I, I do good workouts. I have PMED. So we have physiotherapists with us on tour. So mm -hmm. they take care of me. I don't have any new injuries. It's just like normal just acrobat then, yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm just tired. And you know how it is at the hall, you don't have access to like training gear so much. Yeah. Because it's like five levels over. So everyone is just sitting down on their chair. And then you go on stage, you sit back on your chair. And man, yeah, my lower back is killing me. <laughs> Because I sit too much. Yeah, it's tough for so sure. So all I do is walk around the, the hall. Stay, <laughs> stay warm. <laughs> and one of our coaches always has chocolate. So I just eat chocolate all day. And me, when I eat sugar, I, I, I become like a devil. I'm so annoying. I do pranks to everyone and I, I'm i a mess. I hide everyone's costume. Oh, you hide the costume? <laughs> <laughs> I hide costumes sometimes. So when they have quick change, they're like, oh, where's my costume? Like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
oh, I, I give notes to people and like, what, for real? It's like, yeah, you're Mr. Q, man. They're looking for you. Go, go, go. And then they, go. And then they believe you and they run on stage and he's not there. Yeah, like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just because I'm bored. I need to yeah. spend my energy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And besides chocolate, do you take care of what you eat, your diet and everything? Yeah, well, we have a, you have a great catering team. So we have good food every day. It's so amazing. Mm. That's one of the things that I forgot about Cirque. Going yeah. on tour, I was like, oh, I'm going to cook every day. It's so nice to have a kitchen. No, hell no, dude. I don't. I didn't buy any food the whole city. All I do <laughs> is eat from Cirque food. And but yeah, it's but so it's good. the best, man. Cirque's yeah, kitchen the is the best, blah, 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 blah. for sure. And um, how how is it to perform, actually, in the Royal Albert Hall? It's easy to forget that you're there. It's okay. easy to just be like, oh, it's it's just another venue. And then you prepare for the act. Like me, just outside of my dressing room, there's a, um, a wallpaper. Mm -hmm. It's It was for an event that happened in 63, I think. Oh, and okay. it was with the Beatles, with the Stones, with like 10 different artists. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God. And performing in the same place as them, like 60 years later. It's That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Like, wow. They were here. Maybe I took a shit at the same place that. Paul McCartney took a shit. I don't know. Yes, maybe. I, Who knows? I'm, I'm like stepping in other people, like famous people's shoe, uh, steps. And it feels really amazing. And we had one weekend, they had problems with the lights. So the, the house lights were on. Mm -hmm. so normally you can't really see the audience. And then we had like to delay the show 20 minutes because they had a, no one could find how to turn off the lights. Okay. Like, what the fuck? Is there not like a switch or something in the wall? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> can you not turn off the lights? What the hell? So they delayed the show 20 minutes and then finally they're like, okay, we'll do it with the lights on. And then you go on stage and you see everyone. Yeah. And there's like 5,000 people and you're like, oh, this is so cool. That's crazy. Like, yeah, it must be so yeah, amazing. It was super nice. Yeah. How was the premiere there? Dude, the premiere was so good. So we had, uh, let's talk... Let's do it. Let's talk about COVID, okay? Okay. So we had a big cluster right before switching cities. Okay. So like maybe three days before transfer, uh, someone got positive for the first time. And then in a day, we were 15 positive. And the next day, we were like 30 positive. Oh my God. So, so it fast. went super fast. It was crazy. It went, oh my God. But at least no one had symptoms and we we're all vaccinated and I feel like it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Like no one got sick. Yes. Maybe some people, I don't know, but most of the people I talked to, no one had any symptoms, but we okay. still had to isolate. So it was, it was okay. Like I'm happy that no one got sick. Yeah, for sure. But it happened at the perfect moment because we all got out of quarantine. We could do a week of training, but it was stressful because we're like, some people didn't get it. So we hope no one else gets it. Mm -hmm. And then magically no one had it for a while. Oh, it's amazing. We, we could do the premiere with the whole act. Everyone was there. Oh. It was crazy. We did like a perfect hoop diving act. Like, oh, that's just the best feeling. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, the, the stress. No one hits and then you have the final trick and you're like, oh, I better not hit those hoops. Finger cross, let's go. And then you're like, come on. <laughs> a little fart just before going. Stress let's relief. go. A little mushroom. Let's go. Mario let's, Kart, go. let's go. <laughs> and did you have a lot of celebrities during the premiere? Uh, people I don't know. I feel like these days celebrities are influencers and TikTok people and Instagram people. And I didn't know any of them. No, you didn't know anybody? Did you have people from the royal family? 
No, we didn't. Hmm. I think because of the COVID. Yeah. Of the famous COVID. Yes, COVID was the famous our, uh, the famous guest at the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> we could hear it. <laughs> it was very loud. <laughs> But no, I, or maybe there was some. Oh, there's a guy who sings a, come 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 Leon. What's his name? I don't remember his name. But all week we were singing that song. So something, did the did the musician they played like a, just one bar or something from that song in the show? Because I remember in, in California, uh, we had a Vanilla Ice who came to see the show. No. And um, the bass player, during a moment in the show, he played do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like boom, boom, in boom, the boom. show, like for, for him in the show. And we were all ah, that's so cool. So much. Yeah, it was that's great. That's hella nice. No, they didn't play Chameleon, but they play Mary has a little lamp in our in our act. That's pretty so cool. in hoop diving they, they have like a big sequence where they can repeat. Yes. And they go do 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 and then the fun. first day they did that, we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the drummer, I have uh, one of my inside jokes with him is that I always sing Pirates of the Caribbean to him. Okay. Whenever I see him, like since day one, I don't know why I did that, but <laughs> I was like, bum, bum, bada, bum, bum, bada, bum, bum, bada, bum. Yes. <laughs> and like, it, it stayed like that. And we call each other Captain Jack and shit like that. And so in the show, at some point, there's a moment. It's like big drum solo. And he goes, bum, bum, bada, bum, bum, bada, bum, bum, bada, bum, bum. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> This is for me. <laughs> I felt so special. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, cool. I love all of this, this kind of moments on stage. They're really yeah. They're the best for sure. Oh, I, it happened. So it happened to me one time um, because I was going in the, the grid and I was starting my act from the grid, and I forgot that I was chewing gum. Ah, oh, yeah. And like right Classic. before loading on a trapeze, I was like, "Oh no, I have a gum. What do oh. I do?" So I just took it and I put it inside the like the belt of my costume, thinking I'm going. I'm going to remove it after the after the act. But then I did the act and then I just forgot because I had a quick change right after. And the next day I was at the table doing my makeup and the wardrobe uh, <laughs> director, she walked in the dressing room and she put the, tape, the, the pants, my costume on the table and she opened the belt and it was melted gum everywhere inside. And she looked at me, uh, she put the pen and she gave me like a little stick and she said, now you clean. And she just left and she just let me clean my pants and I felt so bad man. I felt so stupid and so unprofessional but I cleaned the whole thing and oh, I put the pants and I remember I was telling him ah, Margarita I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I feel so bad I'm so sorry <laughs> and she you know she was working for Cirque since like 20 years something so she oh, was she just like seen. yeah and she said she said it's okay she just said like be respectful you know that we put a lot of heart and a lot of hard work in the costume just don't you're new You get you get that one time like you you don't do you that get a free pass time. yeah I ah. get a free pass one time and yeah. I was like okay thank you thank you me I, one time I shit my pants during a show <laughs> you shit your pants during a show <laughs> I didn't tell anyone man <laughs> I kept my underwear and I threw them in the garbage yeah <laughs> but at least I didn't have anyone to to clean it for me yeah that's true that's true but hey I have 
one one last question for you. If tomorrow uh, aliens would land on Earth, how would you explain Cirque du Soleil to them? How would I explain to aliens what Cirque du Soleil is? I'd say it's like living a dream but being awake. You see things that you don't know are possible and you just forget your whole life for two hours. And I feel like sit down, relax, enjoy, and don't think. Yeah. Just appreciate what you're going to watch because you won't see this often. Nice. Okay. And I'd say that we're all super cool people. <laughs> yes. I would tell them that we're cool people. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh, but thank you uh, so much for coming, dude. Thank you for giving some of your day of time. It was a pleasure. Anytime. And if you want to come visit, right now we're in London, but next week we move to Barcelona. So maybe we can finally get that fish tattoo. Yes, it's true. Because yeah. Mikael and I have two matching tattoos. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Take care. Isn't he the best? He doesn't seem easy, but he does look like he really is nailing this captain thing. He's awesome, and I miss him a lot. But as circus people know, we're all spread out on different shows, and more often than not, in different countries too. That's the circus life, I guess. Now guys, if you like the show, please give us a good rating and review. Share the podcast on your socials, with your friends, your family. Spread the word. It really helps the show growing. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're getting your podcasts. All right, guys, take it easy. Being mailed if you're having a show tonight. And until next week, as we say in the circus, see you down the road.